This this morning, as I prepared and I was, there were things that were running through, ran through my mind and a piece of scripture ran through my mind. I thought, before I share that with you, listen carefully what I'm going to say. What's, what's the saddest piece of scripture perhaps that you've ever read? I said scripture. What is the saddest piece of scripture or anything in the Bible that, you, that, that, that you've ever read? Would you want to share with us briefly, not the whole sermon? Anybody, please, do so by the reactions. Lift your hands over there, we call you, then we get on with it. We're going to pray that God will bless us. The saddest piece of scripture that you've ever read. You don't have to tell us what's about. Just, just, just tell us briefly what it's about and why you think it's very sad. The saddest one is uh, me to me when the F was open and the Israelites, you know, when they were stubborn, the Lord buried them on the F. When mm. I get to that place, I say, hey, God, <laughs> you are strong, you are, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, there, I see God as uh, not unmerciful. <laughs> Yes, okay. Mm. Okay. For me, it's when um, the early man, the first man, and the and Eve, when they were deceived by the enemy. Why do you find that sad? Um, maybe we would all be in the Garden of Eden now. We wouldn't. I have to be coping with sickness and death and all of that. Oh, okay, thank you. The rich man refused to follow Jesus Christ. His heart was full of his pressure uh, and pain. So it's a very sad part of it. I was yep. Yep. Thank you very much. Pastor George? When uh, Phineas' wife um, gave birth, and um, the name Ikabo, the glory of the Lord has departed. My, I just very sad. God, may your glory not depart from us, hey. people. Amen. Yeah. But that was as a result of somebody's sin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mine is when. Um, David grieved the death of his son Absalom after his commander killed him and cried out. I find that really, really painful um, that even after he went through the disgrace and all Absalom did, he was still very much pained over the way that he was killed. How did he cry? How did he cry? Tell us how he cried. He says, Absalom, my son, Absalom, my son. Oh, Absalom, Absalom, son, my son. Oh, Absalom, wish that you had, had died in your place. When Jesus could not do much work there because of their unbelief, he could not do much signs and wonders because of our unbelief. Though we may pray, we may say all sorts of things, but there's an unbelief, then it God cannot do anything. Okay. He is inside us and we have to believe. We have to take it by force. From John the Baptist up to now, the kingdom of God 
so far as violence, the violence, take it by force. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. For me, it's the story of Esau and Jacob and how the, um, how the Bible says he cried an exceedingly great cry. What made me sad there is that his mother couldn't even come out to console him. It really saddened my heart. Hang on a second. Why would the mother come out to console her? Like, was she not the architect, architect of it? Yeah. Yeah, she was the architect of it. The more reason why she should at least say something and, and comfort him. He <laughs> cried an exceedingly great cry. Mm. And that really hurt me to the bone. What else did he say when he cried? He said something else. He asked his father, is there no nothing at all to, to, to you know, no blessing at all to, to exactly. pronounce on him? Exactly. Very sad. Exactly. But you know something I like to tell people, do you know that those two reconciled and there was no animosity? Joseph's brethren, after they put him in the pit, they sat down to eat bread. <laughs> oh dear. So, Ando, what do you expect them to do? <laughs> I mean, be convicted. Because even, even when their father mourned, they said nothing. <laughs> My friend, go and see somewhere. Convicted. They were happy. They've gotten rid of her. They said, There comes a dreamer. We are, we are we're laughing about these things, my friend, but how many of us are doing that for the church? There comes a dreamer. And then you see the man coming and you whisper in your mother tongue and everything. <laughs> we're no different. My, my brother, I do understand. They sat down, they, they were not convicted at all because there was no room for repentance. They were happy. One Samuel 15:35, it says, until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again. So Samuel for him. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king. Uh, I'd like to paint a picture for you. Let me paint a picture for you. These were two giants in Israel. There was a king and there was a prophet. Powerful people. But something happened. And he says, Samuel never went to meet with Saul again. But he mourned constantly for him. If you read a narrative, if you read a narrative of how Saul was called and all the pomp and all the ceremony, you say, Dear Lord, have mercy. Out of that, I wrote, I wrote a piece, which I, let me share with you quickly. I said, The fact that God has chosen you doesn't mean you are perfect because no man is. You get that? Yeah. The fact that God has chosen you doesn't mean you are perfect because no man is perfect. Go through scripture. People are called. Think about the days when, when he saw, when Saul, he was hiding, he was called and everything. Now it's become shame. Until that day, Saul, I mean, Samuel could not go and see him. Actually, Samuel was afraid of him. He would kill him. The man has gone mad. Let's just pray a little bit on what we've just spoken about. 